Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Journal. Glad you all could join me tonight. Ready to talk about some spooky stuff? Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Paranormal Journal. It is Friday night, 9 p.m., and we are back on live. <sighs> Thank God it's Friday. It's been a long-ass week, with the gas prices jacking up to, like, uh, $4.50 a gallon. Ooh-wee. It's uh, not looking good for us out here, folks. It's not looking good, but the only good thing is we're on the Paranormal Journal tonight, and we're going to have a guest tonight. We're going to be talking about haunted people or attachments. They say some people are haunted, and some people have attachments. Maybe they've gotten an attachment from when they were a kid, or they maybe visited a haunted location, and some spirit has uh, attached itself to them. So tonight's, my, tonight's guest is going to be uh, Carol. Carol, yeah, there. Yes, I'm here. Hey, Carol, what's going on? Oh, I'm just settling in after work. Just settling on in. Yeah, it was a late day. Yeah, well, I think you're 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 a driver on the road, so you know how uh, the gas prices have uh, hiked up, and oh, uh, it sucks. It's terrible. It really it is. is terrible. It's really terrible. So, uh, welcome to the Paranormal Journal. And uh, tonight, you're going to tell us about some of your uh, creepy experiences you've had over the years. Oh, yeah. I made a list. Because like I told you whenever we talked on the phone, I like to call it my saga. (laughs) (laughs) It just, like, whenever we talked, like, it it blew my mind. I I never thought about it the way that you had described it. so yeah, first off, um, I'm very nervous. Ah, I... uh, don't be nervous. It's like me and you talking on the phone. All so right. when? Let, let me ask that. you a question. When? When was your first like paranormal experience that you could possibly remember? I was six years old. Six. Wow, that's that's a young age. I was six. Uh, was it? Was it like really frightening or? No. No. Um. I used to go down into the basement of the house that we lived in outside of Pittsburgh and rollerblade in the basement because it had the perfect pivot point and I could just go around and around in circles for hours and I would always see 
this lady looking in at me through the little window in the basement, you know, like the little egress window. And not really scared, but I was more confused because I was like, mom, why is there a lady looking in the window all the time? And my mom's like, there's nobody outside, honey. So uh, that was the beginning. And, you know, unfortunately, I have some memory lapses, so I don't remember every single little thing. But I, I'm just going to go down my list, if that's cool. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. So in 2004, we moved from Georgia to West Virginia. You know, government always moving about every four years or so. Um, so in 2004, we had that original Xbox and I was 13 years old. My thing was playing Dance Dance Revolution. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but it was my jam. And Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was good at this game. Like not to toot my own horn or anything, but like I was good. And so I would try to challenge myself and one day I was really bored and did this song that I knew that I sucked so bad at just to see how far I could get and got to the end and, you know, it, it gave you grades like in school. So like A, B, C, D, F. And at the end, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know I got a D. And it came on the screen and a voice from behind me said, yeah, you did. And I swore it was my brother. I was going to turn around and start a fight with him. And he was down the street at his friend's house. And I was alone in the house. So that one um, definitely shook me up pretty good. Because, you know, I was 13. And it's like, um, that's not supposed to happen. And at that point, I didn't really remember the experiences that I had as a child. So, you know, whenever you're a teenager, it's like you just erase things from your memory almost instantly. You know, you're just living for like the next moment. Um, so in the same house, I was upstairs in my room, you know, on my space in my little mushroom chair and something tugged on my hair. And it was the weirdest thing. I've never been touched like that by something that was unseen literally before that and since where it was literally just a tug on my hair and I could feel it in my scalp it wasn't like a you know, yank or anything but it was strange and then uh one day I was watching tv in that house and heard a baby rattle like like little rattle that they you know uh, right behind the couch and we did not have a baby. So let's see after that, um, you know, we moved into, Oh, okay. Sorry. That was my sound soother. Oh, okay. Hey, you I, I got your, your message. Yeah, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't even think about it anymore. Because I just let it play all the time. 
it kind of breaks up the sound in the house because, you know, like we have um, it's like vinyl plank hardwood floor type things. Yep, I got so you. So sound just travels. Yeah. So anyway, um, between then and 2005, we moved to the house that we built. And then I think I told you this house was insane. I mean, it still is to this day. And I will try to get to that if my ADHD doesn't send me totally off course. Um, <laughs> I promise I take my medication. It just, my brain goes like, oh, squirrel. <laughs> so in 2005, you know, I was a band geek. Okay. And my dad and I were off at the all state band thing where, you know, the kids who were like the best in each band got to go be in like one band collectively together. And then we had the mini concert and then everyone went home and it lasted about a weekend. So my dad and I were staying in a hotel and my grandfather was sick at the time. And we knew that he wasn't going to last much longer, but that night, whenever we were in that hotel, I had this dream and I remember you talking on another episode about like prophetic dreams with somebody and yeah. I don't know if you make this one explicit because I really want to <laughs> talk like What's myself. That? Um, I said, talking to myself. No, I don't think so. Okay. I'll do my best. Um, so in this dream, I was in my mom's mom's house. So my maternal grandmother's house in the family room, sitting on the floor, playing either the game trouble or the game sorry with my brother. And I remember my uncle, my mom's youngest brother, walked into the doorway, stopped and said, Carol, your grandfather just passed away. And I was like, okay, well, that was a really weird dream. And the next day I told my dad about it because everything that I ever told him, he absolutely believed. And, and that was something that I really loved about him. Uh, so roughly a week later or so, my grandfather did pass away. Oh, wow. And I was at my grandmother's house in the family room sitting on the floor playing board game with my brother and wow. my mom's youngest brother came to the doorway and said carol your grandfather just passed away and my mind is still blown to this day and it has been like almost 20 years it's, that's crazy yeah it blew me away take your dreams like a you know, like a premonition almost yeah, exactly. I never really understood it, but I knew that it meant what it meant. Like I knew exactly what it meant whenever it happened. And that's why I felt the need to tell my dad about it. And there's no way that my dad could have set up like the whole scene because he was in Florida and we were in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So... I mean, that's, that's really weird. <laughs> that's like a, like a yeah. premonition kind of thing, you know? Yeah, and not the kind that you want whenever you're a teenager. 
No, no. I mean, that's kind of, that's like every dream you, you think maybe is that really going to come true? Maybe you, that dream someone got murdered or something next thing you're like, oh my God, is that going to come true? You know what I mean? Like, that's, phew, yeah. that's kind of freaky. Well, in those dreams, I, it feels different whenever you're in the dream. It doesn't feel like, I don't know, at least for me, whenever I'm dreaming about just like a random dream where I'm processing thoughts, you know, what your brain is supposed to do while it's sleeping. I know that it's a dream because I'm like, you know, swimming through the clouds or something. But whenever it's something that's either prophetic or, and I'll get to dreams where I have definitely been visited by a dog that passed and my dad as well. Um, they feel different. They feel concrete and real. It feels like you're just in your day-to-day -day life, but also you kind of recognize that. Eh, no, I'm not. So, like I said, I was having dreams about this dog that passed away and I'm just going down my list. We had to put down my childhood dog when we moved to West Virginia and I was absolutely crushed. And she was the only pet when I was an infant and she was all that I knew. So naturally I was just distraught. And I was like that for years about her. I kept her collar and every time that I would hear it jingle, I would burst into tears. So I started having these dreams though about her and her name is Keisha. And she started out coming to me as looking like a puppy. And then through time in each dream, she would grow older and older and older. And literally over a span of the next five years, so between 2004 and 2009, it's like she just got to the point where she was skin and bones and really scary looking, almost like a horror movie kind of depicting the creepiest, skinniest, you know, deathliest looking dog that you can think of. And after that, she came back to me as looking healthy and I'm like, what happened? And she's like, you need to let me go. And I'm like, first off, dogs don't talk. Secondly, yeah. <laughs> they definitely don't anyway, talk. Why are you talking? But yeah, exactly. I, uh, I said, okay, I can let you go now. And I did. And never had another dream about her after that. And maybe it might've been myself processing the grief over all that time. But, you know, if you have the same exact kind of dream and it literally goes in succession you get to a point where you're like there's no way that this is a coincidence or that you know my brain is remembering to do this like this as I guarantee you I literally forget what I eat for breakfast most days there's no way that my brain remembered to do those things and like okay well next you're gonna dream about her as this old decrepit thing like there's no way in my mind. 
I, I know sometimes I know sometimes like animals are like really close to uh, you know we get really close with our animals I mean I have been close with all my animals and uh, you know they're kind of hard to let go when they you know they're gonna die and uh, you know maybe it was you know your dog was definitely reaching out to you you know what I mean like hey you know almost like a parent to a child kind of thing when you know you know your child's sick when they're a baby they can't tell you they're sick but you just know it as a parent that hey i'm sick and you know what i mean and maybe that's mm-hmm. the way the dog was kind of re- it's it's really strange i mean but you know you, you're kind of picking up on i know i felt the same way with my dog uh, when i was yeah. a kid and um it's a hard thing to let let an animal go they're like part of the family they she was my whole world i absolutely understand i do remember you talking about your dog and i know i told you that i was going to get caught up on all the episodes that you've put out so far and i did today so i've listened to everything oh wow that's just so cool. <laughs> did a lot of catching <laughs> lord so I'm going to kind of backtrack a little bit um, to 2006. And, you know, I guess to some people, this would be like, oh, my God, that's crazy. But to me, it was like, oh, cool. So in 2006, I was sitting on my floor. I remember I told you about this one. I was sitting on my floor and my room was a wreck. Okay. I was a 15-year-old girl. My room was a wreck. And... I had my Chuck Taylor Converse sitting on the floor and I looked over and I saw this thing pick itself up and throw itself a couple feet across the floor. Just right in front of me, literally right next to me. Wow. It levitated. It was so weird. So I got to ask you what, so I got to ask you what was really the, have you ever experienced something like really, really frightening, like scary, or it's all just been kind of like benign? Um, Anything that really like shook you to the core. I mean, some people are pretty calm when when paranormal things happen, but some people kind of get freaked out and get the willies. Yeah, I mean, you've lived with it your whole life, so you're kind of used to it. But has there there ever been one moment where you were like, "This is really creepy"? And nothing, uh, nothing that stuck with me after, because you know things do shake you up in the moment. And you're like, holy crap. Okay, I'm going to go take a breather. And then you come back and you're good. But nothing that like stuck with me or, you know, freaked me out so bad that I was like scared of everything after that. Because, you know, up to this morning, like I have experienced things my entire life. And, you know, I'm okay with it. It's just a part of my life. Um, I remember I told you about, I found this weird fossil, right? At my mom's yeah. house, right yep. after we moved in. It was a fossil of a teeny, tiny little human footprint. And I promise on everything, I am having my brother search for this rock collection that I know that I put it in. I know I put that 
and the arrowhead that I found in this rock collection that my dad gave me. And it's at that house. And I'm not going to take it from that house necessarily, but like I do want to get to show you guys because it's so crazy that like it was smaller than a baby's footprint, if that makes any sense at all. It blew my mind. And I lost it because I was a dumb teenager. But whenever I would lay down at night, whenever I was living at my parents' house, um, I would hear this like low drumming, like, like rhythmic, but does that make sense? I hope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a drum, like boom, boom, boom. Literally. It was just the base of it and you could hear it, but you can more feel it was, I was the only one that ever experienced it apparently until my niece came along and now she experiences it at the house. So I don't know. Do we think it was like native American or. I would not doubt it a single bit because if you think about it, the backs of a mountain in West Virginia, um, going out toward like Berkeley Springs ish area. And that whole area is native land. That's what it was. That's what it still is. And you can find artifacts just walking in the woods, stumble upon it on accident. And if you're a dumb, dumb teenager, like I was, you pick it up and you take it in your house. Well, you know, everybody knows they don't really care for people doing that. So it makes sense. Yeah, you can get like an attachment to something with, with uh, objects and stuff like that. I know people that have taken like, <laughs> we had, like I said, we uh, investigated a Civil War mansion and one of my friends took a bone home and uh, he had the worst damn luck you ever want to have after that. I mean, he had all kinds of weird stuff happen in a week's span. And he wound up taking that bone back in like uh, like a week. Once he found out that it was a human uh, bone, he had took it back to that location. He didn't have any more issues after that. Rule of thumb, don't pick up bones. Oh my goodness. I... I don't think I would ever let him live it down if he was my friend. <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, so I, there's a lot. In 2008-ish, I had a friend over for a sleepover. And, you know, we were doing teenage girl stuff, just talking about boys or whatever. And my bedroom door always had to be open. Because my dad grew up in Florida during the era of no air conditioning. And so your door always had to be open for airflow all throughout the house. Airflow. Like, we have central heat and air. But that didn't matter to him. So my door was always open, wide open. And it was no different that day. Everybody else had went to lay down for bed. And my friend and I were just sitting on the bed. 
and we hear knocking on my open bedroom door. And she wanted to leave so bad. And I told her, absolutely not. You are sticking this out with me. <laughs> and she was terrified and I thought it was hilarious and, you know, per the norm for my life, I guess. So what do you think? You think you might have an attachment or you're just like one of these people, like a haunted person where it's like you just, every place you go, you run into like these, attachment. you don't think no, it's an attachment? It's never the same. It's not anything that is the same from place to place, anything like that. It's just that I either notice it more than other people or like you said, it's like a magnet. I'm drawn to it and it's drawn to me. Yeah, Every I mean, there are some I'm... people that are like that. You know, they're like haunted people. I, I call them haunted people. Yeah, some people that get attachments, which, you know, they might go to a haunted location and uh, say they went yeah. to like Penhurst for like a, a haunted Halloween event. And that's really a haunted location. So <laughs> maybe you went there and something attached itself to you, followed you home. But then there's some people, you know, that have had paranormal experiences wherever they go. And I, I call them haunted people, which, which well, you kind of fall into that category of like a haunted person. That would be me. <laughs> you're like a haunted, you're like a haunted chick, you know? So. <laughs> well, here's the thing. In 2009, I had my first kid. I, I was 17. Like I said, I was really rebellious, just like. All the way from teenagehood to like early adulthood i was rebellious and did not give a crap about like what people thought especially my family and so i got pregnant at 17 and had a baby at 17 and she's fantastic but after she was born you know those car seats that you can take in and out of the car and you you know what do they call them specifically i know people know what i'm talking about a car seat yeah the kind yeah. that you like taking it out of the car and you got like the base in the car oh yeah 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 i, I forgot what the hell they're yeah called. i know what you're talking about so, the base stays in the car and you snap it out and um, carry the exactly. baby in the carriage up i got you yeah so these things will rock if you like put your foot on it you can rock your baby you know pushing your foot on it a little bit or you rock it by using your hand, but it doesn't rock on its own. I was standing next to it, just having a conversation with somebody in the house. And I look down and this thing starts rocking and nobody's touching it. There are no animals around it. And I looked at my mother and I'm like, I'm going to stop that. And by this time, you know, ghost hunters had come out. So I fancied myself a little paranormal investigator at 17 years old. And I'm like, I'm going to try to recreate that and could not do it. <laughs> try to recreate. <laughs> hey, that's, that's like a, the number one thing a paranormal investigator does is try to recreate it. Yeah. You might have something yeah. weird happen. You're like, how the hell did that just happen? And you're going back and you're looking to that. Did I see that really move? Let me try to see if I can move that myself. Or, you know, you're always trying to look, come up with an answer. So that's good you try to do that though, because you're trying to eliminate the possibility of, of it being something not supernatural. 
You know what I mean? So that's that's a good Absolutely. thing you did that. I I honest to God really did learn a lot from them, especially in the early days, because I had no idea what to do when this stuff happened. And it taught me how to better process it and how to better handle it whenever it did happen. And I do that still to this day where if something new happens, I hear a new sound or whatever, we do try to figure out, you know, is this coming from the pipes? Is this coming from, you know, the neighbors or whatever? Can we try to recreate whatever sound we just heard? And if not, then it's like, eh, we don't really know. We're going to put it in that category. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, have you ever seen like a like a full bodied apparition or anything like that? Yes. You have. Yes, absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Yes. What 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 did it, what did it look like? Just a normal like a normal person, or was it transparent? Or this was, and I don't know if anybody knows. Uh, I'm not really watching the chat. I'm just sitting here talking a lot. Because I can't pay attention to a chat and. <laughs> That's right. I'm looking at the like chat. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm glad that you know what you're doing because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yep. <laughs> so on the West Virginia, Virginia line on some back roads, there's this little cabin. It's called Morgan Cabin. And it sits on protected land now. And it's on a big farm beautiful house right across the street and I used to drive past this all the time I hated taking the interstate so I always took the back roads and plus it's so much prettier and you know you can just relax and I was driving past this who's there honey I'm in the middle of something <laughs> well that was supernatural for a minute there <laughs> no this is my daughter. She knows what I'm doing. She wants to do an EVP session with me tomorrow. Well, that's, I don't know about doing that, but <laughs> I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Not with a little kid. You never know what could happen. I don't know. She keeps bugging me for it. Nah, I would do it with children. You never know what can happen with it. children. You might get a something negative or something like that to happen. Who knows? That can be risky. Yeah. That can be risky. Chris says we do, LOL. <laughs> yeah, Chris Chris is, uh, has the psychic abilities and her daughter does too in the chat yeah. room. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. So um, how old is your daughter? She's, this one's seven. Oh, she's seven. Okay. So, right, this apparition, uh, I was driving past this little cabin, and I see this guy walking up the stairs into the cabin, and he was wearing a Civil War soldier's uniform, and I'm like, I wonder if they're having, like, a reenactment or something here today. That'd be really cool to witness. And then, like, I stopped my car because I was going to turn around and go ask the homeowners if they were doing something cool. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I don't think that guy had legs. And I don't remember seeing him open the door either. So I went over to the house, knocked on the door. The homeowner answered the door. And I said, hey, are you guys like having reenactment or like, you know, actors over here or something? And they're like, no, we're watching TV. And I'm like, I might have seen a ghost. And they're like, oh. They said, we don't believe in that. We believe that God takes you to heaven. And I'm like, oh, geez. How do these people own this property? And I just walked away. I said, okay, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I know, uh, like, I had a friend, uh, I have a friend that's a, a school teacher and, mm-hmm. uh, they were in Harper's Ferry and, uh, he's seen a full bodied apparition in broad daylight in, in Harper's Ferry. They were at a, it was an awesome story. He told me, he's like, man, he said, you know, I mean, he's probably one of the most level headed people you're ever going to see meet in your life. And, um, he said, you know, his son was young he was in a bookstore he was actually getting books for school and stuff like that and uh, he said his son was getting fussy so he took him outside and uh there was a a guy dressed up in uh civil war soldier era clothing he said he said me and the guy we locked eyes he looked at me i looked at him he said he kind of like tipped his head and he acknowledged i was there he said, then he, he walked past me, walked up the street. And as he's walking up, if you've ever been to Harold Harper's Ferry, you get that big hill that you go. He said, he started walking up that, he started walking up that street. He said, he mm-hmm. got about halfway up and he just vanished in the thin air. He said, I was like, wow, where in the hell did he go? He just disappeared. He said, it was freaking scorching hot out that day. He's like, this guy had a Civil War uniform on and they're, you know, they're made of wool. He said, man, he just evaporated. Oh. He said it was crazy. He said, but he looked as real as me and you. He acknowledged me. He looked at me. He said he never said a word. He just looked at me like he was surprised I was standing there. And he nodded his head like to acknowledge I was there. And then he just he just disappeared. And I'm like, whoa, that's that's a good story, man. I said, he said, man, it really happened. He said, this it was crazy. I was like, that's that's all. I said, I'd love to see something like that. I've yet to see something like that. I'm Oh, I'm dying to see it. <laughs> Not literally it, dying, but I, I want to see right? it. Right? <laughs> you know, I want to see it. It, I feel very strongly that that is one of those things that happens completely on accident. Because he was not looking for it. I was just driving home. You know, I don't know how many people see a full-bodied apparition on purpose. I, I can't imagine that it's very many. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, thought I lost I, you for a second. I was making sure. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I, I lost quiet. you I for a second. <laughs> I thought I lost you for a second. I was waiting to see if I heard something on the other line. Nope, nope, I'm here. I just heard a thump. I thought you maybe dropped your phone or something. Um, so the, the house you're currently living in is having activity too, right? Yes. Every and day. we are going to be investigating that house. So I'm, I'm excited to uh, to get into that. I can't wait. 
I'm so excited for it. <laughs> I've I honestly, I've never lived in a house that something, even just a small something happens every single day that somebody in the home witnesses. And those houses look, those houses look fairly new. They don't look very old. They look so, new. However, yeah. Shippensburg was founded in, I think it was 1738. It's older than our country. And where I live is like right by railroad tracks. And the soil in our yards is full of this like really dark sediment. And it, it's not like normal dirt. It will stain your hands. It's like that. And what I've been told, and I don't know how accurate this is yet, because I haven't had the chance to go and do a bunch of research, like at the library and stuff. And I know that that's like Nick's thing. And I kind of want to leave it to him, but like I kind of want to go too. Yeah. But... You know, I, I don't know. It, maybe there were houses here before too. I do live in the middle of town. So, you know, there's a lot of questions, but you know, we're hearing, well, especially me, I hear voices in my room and it's always in this like specific spot in my room that I hear them a lot. And it's right by my bathroom door. Like I've heard a woman two times and the first time I was like, did I hear like the neighbor or something? So I walked to the other side of the room and nothing, it stopped. I'm like, okay, that was weird. So a couple of nights later, I heard the same voice. I'm like, I've never heard our neighbors through the walls a single day that we've ever lived here and we've lived here for over a year now. I don't mm. think that that was the neighbors. And so I listened on purpose and the only thing that I can make out was like a, yeah, let's do that. And I'm like, all right, what's the plan? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I heard some and of the, then, uh, I heard some of the marble droppings. You, uh, it sounds like a marble, like dropping on for like, ding, 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 ding. I, I heard it definitely through the, uh, through the EVP recordings you sent me in. Uh, it definitely sounds like a marble hitting like a tile floor almost like. Doesn't it? It happened again this morning too. That's crazy. All the time. All the time. And you can, you can actually feel it on the floor too, right? Yeah. If you're standing over there by the kitchen table, um, and we have it like kind of pushed back so we have more room in the what should be the dining room you can feel it in the floor it's the strangest thing and there's snowball and at the first time that we heard it i thought the cat was in there you know messing with something because she's a cat and she likes to mess with things and i know you're looking at me kitty she's like <laughs> to talk about me i'm gonna go back to licking my butt <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She's the greatest cat. But she wasn't there. There was nothing there. And after the first time, we were like, okay, 
you know, maybe it was like something with piping or whatever. And then it happened again. And Josh walked, he was like literally standing in the spot where we heard the sound. And it's in the middle of the kitchen floor. There's no piping right there. And you can feel it in the ground. And we don't have a basement or anything like that. It's like a slab. You know, there's two floors. It's a townhouse. So it's strange. And sometimes a little bit annoying. But this morning I was really not having it. I heard it. And I looked in that direction and I said, not right now. Absolutely not right now. It is the early morning. I have to go to work. I'm tired. I'm not having it. <laughs> yeah, I walked but, out the door and went to work. Sometimes it's like it's annoying. Like if people have to live with it, I can. I don't. I mean, I had things that happen in my house every once in a great while. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely had something that followed me home from an investigation because when I first moved here, I never had anything really happen. But uh, uh, after hey, a while, it's a big year of, for here. Yeah, after doing investigations for probably about a year, I started to have weird things happening, like knocking on the door. I go to the door and it wouldn't be there. Um, banging on the walls. Uh, like one time I was down here doing uh, evidence review in my little room here that I built, and I heard mm-hmm. this really loud crash in my daughter's room, like uh, like her dance trophies had fell over. You know, I was like, oh man, what? Hell, I thought my dog had got in there and knocked something over. So I go upstairs and there's nothing there. I'm like, what the hell was that? So I shut the door, come back downstairs, and it does it again, like louder this time, like a dresser fell over. I'm like, what in the hell was that? I freaking go back upstairs and there's nothing out of place. Nothing's fell over. I'm like, what in the hell could have caused that noise? Like, I there's no plumbing that runs through there i know this house you know like the back of my hand i'm like there's no plumbing right. that runs through there so how in the hell did that noise i, I just could, couldn't figure it out and you know i've had knocking on our bedroom door at night you know it, i thought someone broke into my house so like, I, I freaking jumped up grabbed my gun i'm like i'm like it's in the house man like because i always sleep with the bedroom door shut and locked and Man, it's something, someone knocked on the door. I, I freaking jumped up. I was like, man, somebody's in the house. Even my wife heard him. I'm always like, someone's in here. I'm like, oh, boy, this is it. I'm going to have to use my, my my gun. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to have to shoot somebody. And I'll tell you what, that's a scary feeling. Uh, you know, get the lights are out it's in the house. Fine. And I, I had my firearm. I'm like, man, if there's someone here, I'm going to have to kill them because now they're in my house. Like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to use it. You know, this is a. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a life and death situation. And, and I searched the whole house and there was no one here. All the doors were locked and I, I just couldn't explain it, but right. it, it's just, it's Real weird. Like there are attachments. More. Like I, you know, I don't think some of them, some of them might last someone's lifetime, but some of them, I think they dissipate really quick and, and go somewhere else. But it, this doesn't happen a whole lot here. Which is kind of weird. Every once in a great while, it something might happen if I really pay attention to it. It's like if you give it more attention, it's more happens. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, like more more stuff will happen. Uh, like if I left if I recorders was left out alone for years, I would really be craving attention too. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I found out that there was something here one time, only just by accident. Uh, nothing really had happened, but I did an investigation. And uh, when I got home, the speed was messed up on my digital voice recorder. So I was like, ah, man, this thing, the freaking speed is too fast. So I started messing with the recorder as I was sitting in my living room. And I'm just asking like standard questions that I would ask in the EVP session just so I can hear myself and hear if the speed is the correct speed. Well, I asked, you know, is there anybody here would you like to communicate? And that's just how I said it. Is there anyone here that would like to communicate? And I played it back. And when I got to the part where I said, is there anybody here? A voice cuts over mine and says, yes, like over the recorder. And I'm like, holy shit. I was like, that I said, I definitely did not say that. Now I freaking played it back again. I'm like, uh, that's a guy's voice saying yes. Like, like just drawn out like, yes. I was like, oh, shit. A little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, shit. I, you know, I heard all these stories from other people and, um, like, oh, you can take in, you know, you can get an attachment. Something can follow you home. And I'm like, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? I was just starting investigating. Hey, you know, when you first start getting into this you're just like you want to disprove everything that you've heard from like television and other people and you know is this really is this shit really true you know what i mean is this real right stuff you know is it really is there a real phenomena and the more you started getting the more i started getting into it the more i figured out hey there is this this phenomena that i really i really can't understand and uh, I'm experiencing yeah, it on a level that I never thought I would experience. You know what I mean? Like I got into it to disprove it, not to really prove it. And uh, the more I started doing it, the more I couldn't disprove it. I'm like, this this stuff is real. Like this is real. Uh, yeah. I can't explain where these voices are coming from and seeing these black figures that I, you know, faceless that video and is still so faceless cool. and. Faceless and feature-free creature. I mean, I don't know what they are. You know what I mean? Are they people? Are they spirits? Are they something from another dimension? Is it some kind of alien? Uh, I really don't know. I, I really don't. I cannot. I, I, I don't. Anybody can explain it. You have a lot of people that have theories about it. But, you know, what are they? You know, I, I, can, I cannot tell you. I, I don't think anybody can tell you. There's... Like I said, everybody's got a theory behind what they are. They're ghosts, they're demons, they're this, they're that. No I'm one knows what they really are. I'm 150% with you about the whole D word crap. And whenever I first heard you say that, I was like, oh my God, I found my people. Because yeah, like demons. Uh, you know, I just I... cannot, for the life of me, buy into that. Like, I... I just have a hard time. You, talking? you were talking with Chris the other day and... and was it Chris or somebody was like, you know, there are shitty people. In this yeah, life. I said and, that. Yeah, you know, they're not going to stop being shitty just because they died. Yeah, it's that like, doesn't make them a demon. Yeah, I mean, you look at all the people that are in prison that have killed people and and raped people, exactly. and murdered people. You know, I mean these these people are sick. You know, when they die, where the hell do they go? I mean, if if you die and our subconscious still lives on. Which I think does. I, I think, you know, yeah. once the physical body's gone, that, you know, our subconscious mind does live on. Uh, you know, I, I would absolutely. expect them to have the, st- the still the same shitty 
projected brain in death as they did in life. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. some of these, and I mean, on the flip side, there's sorry that are negative. Some of these things that are negative are just these wacko ass people that were nuts in life. You know what I mean? That were killers and rapists and child molesters and well yeah and and, i mean also like narcissists and just not good people exactly there's also really good people that do stick around and whether it's by choice or not they do sometimes and you know we we can't always like discredit that because i've had experiences where it made me very uncomfortable and yeah me too I would say it out loud. I'm like, look, you're making me really uncomfortable and I'm not okay with it. And either you're going to stop or I'm going to make you stop. And, you know, then there were times where it didn't make me uncomfortable. And I'm like, you know what? We're cool. You're being respectful. I'm being respectful. We can do this. And, you know, I kind of live on the pretense of like, they're people too. We just can't see them. And I mean, yes, obviously there are things that are not human that have never been human, but the ones that were, I feel as though they deserve the respect of a human. And, you know, some people might not agree with me. I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't agree with me and I don't really care if people don't agree with me. Because, you know, they're not living my life. And they're not the ones that are dealing with what I'm dealing with every single day of my life. And, oh, geez. I mean, I still have more stuff on my list that I haven't even Mm. talked about yet. Go ahead and bring it up. (laughs) (laughs) So. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not tied down to one hour. We can go over an hour. That doesn't matter to me. That's cool. I'm calling off work tomorrow because this beautiful winter storm we have coming <laughs> yeah I know. i'm not driving in connecticut whenever they're not... calling for around six plus inches Ugh, god yeah i'm not looking yeah. forward to it i'm ready for spring i'm tired of the winter i think this is winter's last hurrah i'm hoping i hope so <laughs> i hope so fingers crossed <laughs> okay so you know how I told you about this dog that I had the dreams about? Yep. Well, on October 30th, so like Halloween Eve, I... The one that just was, passed. The one that had passed when I was a kid, the one that we had to put down before we moved. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about the, the Halloween that just passed or years before? Oh, no, no, no. In 2009, I was, sorry, I was going to get to that. Okay. So October 30th, 2009, and I remember this date because I literally put like a a bookmark in my head and I'm like I will remember this because I saw this dog in my hallway in a house that she'd never been to in a state that she'd never been to she died in Georgia she got buried in Georgia like that's how that happened I'm so sorry hold on my cat's missing a velcro kitty She does those things to get my attention. She must have Velcro or anything that makes like a 
yeah, it was weird. I saw that dog in the hallway just for a split second. And seen him when he was like all sick or when he was looking no, younger. No, she just looked yeah, she just looked like herself for a split second. And I was like, holy crap. I just saw Keisha. And we had a dog that looked similar at the time. And my mom's like, are you sure it wasn't Hershey? Which was our dog. You know, had to name him after Hershey Park. And no. No, it was definitely not him. Because he can't just evaporate. He's real. So, it was kind of cool. It was like she was, you know, just checking in for a second. Yeah, I mean, that and happened then, to me. Uh, I see my dog like that. Right about two weeks after he died, I see him. You said that. It was crazy. He was see-through, though. He wasn't solid. Scared the shit oh, yeah, out of me. Was I wasn't really... Ex- fake, yeah. I wasn't expecting it um, to sit on the couch and me and my wife and just came around the corner and I was... I freaking jumped up. I was like, holy shit. You know, my wife's like, what am mm-hmm. I... Did you see... It was the dog. She's like, nah. I was like, it was the dog. I said, it scared the hell out of me because I, I really wasn't expecting it. It was almost like watching a... Uh, you know, have you ever seen like uh, driving down the highway on a hot day and you see like the steam coming off of the road? All the time, it, man. It was kind of like that, like this. It was weird, but it was in the like shape kinda of wavy. yeah, of an of the dog. It was weird. It was really weird to see. It was looked like like a heat wave off of a street. Yeah, it was totally uh, totally weird. Yeah, I was like, what the hell, this is really weird. It was still kind of cool, too, because it makes you feel better that they're like, hey, I see you're okay. Are you going to be okay, at least? And then they're gone. Yeah. Like, a lot of people say, you know, when they see their relatives and stuff, when they passed, you know, they were they might have been really sick when they were uh, when they were alive and they were really skinny and they didn't look good. And But when they see them again after they pass away, they look like uh, they were... In their younger years, like they look yeah. a lot better and, and they look younger, and uh, it, it's pretty amazing. I've never seen anybody like that, but uh, it's uh, it's strange. Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm still waiting to see some of my family. I'm hoping to see some of them one day. Uh, I've, I have dreams about them, but I don't know if that's you know, it's a dream. You know what I mean? Okay. It's it's kind I'm of it, it's a, to me it's a dream, but some of them seem very real. Like I'm talking to them and they're talking to me and we're relaying messages and they, but a, a psychic might say that that's them connecting, but to me it's it's a dream. You I, know what I mean? I heard you talking about this on one of your previous episodes, and I was like, John, it was real. <laughs> it felt real because it was real. Perception is reality. It was real. I, you know, I'm skeptical yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff. That's the only thing. I mean, uh, even fine. even Chris said that. Chris is like, that's that's them trying to talk to you. And I'm like, I was like, yeah. yeah. So I, don't know. I was I'm literally just... yelling at the radio. And I'm like, John, just listen to her. It's like totally weird. Like, I'm just, <laughs> it's just like, I, it's just like a dream to me. Like, I'm not like thinking it's paranormal. I was just like, man, it's a dream because I have some really wacky ass dreams. You know what I mean? So. I have some really wacky ass dreams and uh, you know I just can't explain that I've seen almost all my family members that have passed in my dreams but 
at one point or another, maybe I was thinking of them, you know, during the day and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I see them in my dreams, but I, you know, it just feels like a dream to me. It doesn't feel like I, I'd rather see him like, as Chrissy said, I'm yelling in, at you now. In like, in, in like a scientific, evidential way. I yeah, totally like understand. I want to see him being fully thing, awake. You know? Absolutely. But, you know, for some people, that's not how they manifest. And everybody's different. Just like everybody's different on this plane of existence. I can't imagine it would be any different on the other planes of existence. Everybody's still going to be different. We don't just turn into the same blob. So, and, and like on that note, I mean, so I'm going to shoot to 2014. Okay. At my mom's house. And I know that I bounce around and I hope nobody minds that I can't keep my thoughts straight, even with the list in front of me. (laughs) Sorry. I was, I was sitting in our, it was a unfinished basement at the time. And I was just sitting there watching the, you know, the old school big screen TV. The one that made sound when we turned it on, where it had like that weird high pitch. The tube TV. Oh, it was great. Turn on, it's like so nostalgic. You know, made that kind of weird noise when you turned it It on. It was like an early 2000s one. You know, if you go to like a kind of crappy hotel and you turn the TV on and it's got like the high pitch ringing. It's like that. Like a a tube TV, right? Some of the glass front. Maybe. I never tried to throw anything at it. The 2000, we said 2002. Oh, yeah. It was like early 2000s TV. I think they were just coming out like flat screens back then. They were like super crazy expensive. And they were really big and thick and yeah. Heavy as hell. Wheels on it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I had one. I was sitting there and I was just watching TV in the basement and I think a Scott the other day, right? Was like, and, and I say the other day, like, you know, like it was yesterday, but it was like last week or whatever. He was like, you know, I hear, you know, I know about these, you know, regular white orbs or whatever. I want to see if these ones that change colors. Well, I'm sorry, but this one was white. It was just giant and i had the lights on but i just saw this weird ball of light just go across the top of the ceiling and i'm like the f was that (laughs) i've seen that before too that was weird and i kept watching tv (laughs) and then um you know, another day in the, in the basement of my parents' house before it was finished again. I don't really explore in their house anymore because we live an hour away from each other. But there's a storage area down there. And it was the storage area and still is. It's just sectioned off now. And I surround everything I love. As I walked by, I saw... This shadow figure just go from left to right in there. And I'm like, that is a new one. I haven't seen that one yet. And that one kind of shook me up for a minute because, 
you know, those things you're not really expecting if you're not looking for it. And then, yeah. uh, so one more thing in their house that I have experienced because God, my mom has been experiencing a lot of stuff lately there, but my dad died in May of 2017 and it was literally the hardest thing that I have been through thus far in my life, emotionally at least and mentally go figure. But he had two funerals. He had one in West Virginia and then we flew his body to Florida where he was buried because that's his home and that's what he wanted. So that's what he got. And after the one in West Virginia, we went back home to the house and had the whole family there. We had me and my family, like my kids and stuff. And then we had my sister and her whole barrage of family. And we had my mom, and my brother as well. And I think we had some more relatives like from Pittsburgh and stuff come through, but it was just a lot of people in the house. And so it was chaotic and loud and the kids were running around and acting like freaking banshees. <laughs> and there was this bed frame that was propped up in the back of the hallway in the house. So you go into this hallway and it had the, um, what would you say? Like secondary bedrooms, like not the master. Um, and at the end of the hallway, this bed frame had been propped up there for like three or four months. And it's just not moved because, you know, my dad was really sick. He had cancer that just kept getting worse at that point. And, you know, so things kind of just got overlooked and not moved and not put away. But whenever the kids were running around, this thing not slid. It didn't slide out. You would think that if anything were to happen, this thing would slide and then slam on the floor. But I watched it pick itself up from the top that was leaning and then throw itself on the floor. And I mean, of course, it's a heavy freaking bed frame. It went wham! And all the kids stopped in their tracks. And I said, yeah, that was Pop-Up saying, cut that shit out. Because my dad hated kids running in the house. He would always <laughs> say, just take it outside. Hated it. I know, I know that was my dad. And I, I, who was it? Somebody had called and they had worked a job transporting bodies for like a coroner and funeral home. And he had said that like he, you know, like almost bumped into this guy and then, or no, the other guy like bumped into a guy and it was the body that he had actually just rolled in there. Oh, that's the, that was, uh, the South Osman, I believe he, uh, he, he was the, uh, he's in the chat room, I believe. Oh, is he? I'm sorry. I, so. I literally cannot pay attention to both at the same time. And I'm I think, so sorry. I think that's him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He was uh, delivering bodies at the funeral home, I believe. Yeah. So. That reminded me of like this theory that I have, and I'm sure other people have that like, after you die, regardless of what happens after, after, I believe that you do 
stick around for some time at least. You know, whether there's like a crossing over or moving on or a heaven or whatever. It's like you stay with your body or you stay with the people that you really are super connected with. Like where your soul is connected to. Just to ensure that things are, you know, okay. And that's just a theory that I have. And, you know, it's not concrete. But it makes sense to me. It's like, yeah. why would, why would that guy be right next to his body other than being like, hey, you guys treating my body all right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know or what? my dad making sure that these kids weren't running in the damn house. Yeah. I mean, your opinion is just as, as good as anybody else's in this paranormal field because. None of this stuff is, you know, etched in stone of like what really happens because we really don't know what happens. Um, all the years, you know, all the years I've been doing it, I, I'm no closer to telling you how things work. You know what I mean? Like paranormal things are totally unpredictable. You don't know when they're going to happen. You don't know how they're going to happen and you don't know where they're going to happen at. You know, or what's the intensity behind what's going to happen? You know, when it happens, it just happens. You know, there's no rhyme or reason behind how it happened or why it happened. It just happened. You know, and you're just like, mm-hmm. how the hell did that happen? You know, I've racked, I've sat here and literally racked my brain for hours and hours and hours of, you know, I was in that same room for 20 or 30 times and never heard a voice. And then I, all of a sudden I go into that room and I hear a get out or, hello or hi or hey or you know and that why at that particular time did did it happen you know what what atmospherically what what atmospherically happened to make this paranormal event happen you know what i mean but we don't know we can't figure out what makes it happen so i mean i asked myself the same thing in this house because we lived here for right about a year before anything really started to happen and you know for a while i was like hey you know this is a nice quiet house it's kind of refreshing and then it starts happening at like the one year mark and you know we do have a theory that it took them a while to kind of feel us out and make sure that we weren't going to freak out over things. But, you know, you said you sat in like this room hundreds of times. The recording that I just sent you, that mama. Yeah. Yeah. It ha- like I was sitting on my couch. We were watching a true crime documentary and for context for everybody, this happened while my two-year-old was asleep on the couch right next to us a 16 year old was in his room being quiet playing on his phone or whatever 16 year old boys do and the other children were not in the house and obviously animals can't talk at least not in my experience 
<laughs> just say like they can talk. They, can, they they relay their message to you. They relay, when they want to go out, when they're hungry, when they want to treat. Yeah, so they can they can talk. I mean, my cat tattles on my teenager. Like if he's up on his like phone or computer or whatever in the middle of the night, she will come into my room and like I told you, she'll mess with something that annoys me, so I wake up. And I know now that she's telling on him because she's done it so many times. Yeah, and cats are animals are a big part of the paranormal world too. I mean, they they sense things before we do. So, mm-hmm. you know, you you might be sitting there watching TV and all of a sudden your cat might be going wonkers, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden you're like, what the hell's wrong with that cat? And it's probably yeah, it's reacting cool. to something something paranormal. Now, I've I've dug into a lot of cases um I've tried to dig into a lot of cases because, like I said, the D word, the demonic thing is, you know, it's far from my beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, I am Catholic, and I do believe in God. So if you believe in God, you got to kind of believe there's a devil. But, you know, the demonic things that happen with people are really far and in between. But there are these occasional cases that are really mind-blowing. Um I've I've been doing research with this psychiatrist uh, on a psychiatrist and uh, he's totally scientific about everything. He's not a religious person. He is totally scientific about everything. And uh, he was contacted by the Catholic church to basically check out these people that said they were demonically possessed and see if they were, really possessed or they were really they were having psychological issues mental issues stuff like that he wanted the church wanted him to diagnose these people so i'm reading this article i'm so proud of them for that yeah i'm I'm so reading this article and you know the, the psychiatrist is even like i don't even know if you really want me to do this because i don't believe in these things and you know and and the church actually came back to him and said well that's why we want you to do this because we know that you don't believe in it so if you don't believe in it, what you're going to bring back to us is going to be the truth of what you're really diagnosing. So he starts to do all these cases with demonic things. And, you know, he said there were people that were totally wacko. Like they were, they needed psychological uh, medication. They were. Yeah, they, they needed medication. They needed to be, you know, some of them needed to be in a hospital. And um, Yeah. But there was one case that he got. And this was over 25 years ago in the 70s. Uh, I believe it was in the 70s when he was set, or early, maybe late 70s. Yeah, 25 maybe. years ago was the yeah. 90s now. Well, he's talking like this is an old story that I read. I didn't even know anything about this guy. I just happened to stumble upon it on the internet. I started reading the stories. He's, I think he's probably retired now, but um, he got this case and, you know, the church set it up for him the next day to go and talk with this, this woman. She was a Satanist actually. And uh, she said she was possessed by the devil. These things were hurting her. You know, know, she wanted to get an exorcism. So he said, well, we're going to go, we're going to go see if this is really legit. So that night, the night before, uh, he's laying in bed with his wife. They have two cats. 
he said around three o'clock in the morning, the cats just go nuts. They start running around the apartment. They're doing all kinds of weird stuff that they've never done before. They're jumping around. He said it was totally bizarre. Him and his wife were like, what in the hell is wrong with these cats? And uh, they said, you know, after a short while, they stopped and, and they were able to go back to bed. The next day, he meets this woman. Um, before they even get started, the woman says to him, so, how'd you like the cats last night? And he said he was totally blown away, like every hair on his body stood up. He said, there's no possible way, unless she was in that room, that she could have known what the hell those cats were doing. He said, and she was really far away. Like, there's no way she could have been there. There's no way it's possible. And uh, what even further was, he was she was talking to him about how his mother died and no one knew how his mother died. And she told him that his, his mother died from ovarian cancer. And that's exactly what she died from. And he's like, there's no way she could have known. He said it was on a scientific level. It was amazing, but it was scary in the same sense. He said, because there's no way she could have known any of this. And she knew it. He said, well, furthermore with the same case, he was talking, this, this is the part that really amazes me, is he's talking to one of the, the priests on the phone. And as he's talking to a priest, a voice, matter of fact, it's her voice, comes over the phone and says, she's ours. You're not going to get her. She's ours. And, and just gets off the line. And the, and the psychiatrist is like, did you just hear that on the phone and and the priest says yeah demons can can do that they can come over the phone and uh he said i was totally freaked out he said there's no way it was this girl he said she was like thousands of miles away and it was her voice on the phone that cut in over the line he said there's there, there was no call waiting none of that back then you know what i mean it was yeah. the old you know, the dial, you know, you know, the old time phones, you know what I mean? Like there's no yeah. cell phone call waiting, you know, it's none of that. And uh, he said it, it totally blew his mind away. It was like one of the only cases where he said that there is something else that we really, truly don't understand. And uh, yeah. I thought that was a pretty fascinating story that he said, and he's a legit psychiatrist and is totally into science, which is, which validates that, to me a lot because I know he's not just making it up because he has no reason to make it up, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like he's not gaining anything out of yeah. it, you know? Yeah. So I, it's so, a very interesting story. And it's one of the few cases that I think that was really legit, legitimate. You know what I mean? It was definitely legit. And yeah, it, it's I amazing. I, I, I really honestly, have a very hard time even even in that buying into the idea that it was like a demonic possession or whatever because and you know people can chastise me or whatever but supposedly there are people that can astral project thousands of miles at that and you know, whenever people do that, apparently they 
can see what's going on inside of somebody's home or wherever they're at. And, you know, that's kind of what that made me think about was like, you know, what if she was doing that where she was astral projecting and she saw the cats doing the thing. And then she also decided to just have an attitude about it because she sounded like she just had a really bad attitude. It was like, <laughs> I'm going to show you. And I don't know. I just have a hard time. Believing I know it's like a demonic thing. Cause she sounds more psychic than anything. I, I know in all the years that, you know, I've done it that, I've never seen anything demonic. Now I've seen some stuff that has scared the hell out of you. Uh, it scared oh, me, uh, but you know I've never seen anything. I mean, I've captured voices saying like "I'm the devil," things like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, but and I got them on audio. People have heard them. Fear. I think I've actually played it on the show. Um, you did. Times. I, I believe you did. <clears throat> and that that was creepy. Um, but this was another thing where. The client was kind of afraid of the devil. She she voiced that several times that I you know I'm afraid uh-huh. of the devil, and you know all of a sudden we just almost like this thing fed off of her fear and said you know I'm the devil. they do you know what I mean Some and of them do shitty now, I didn't yeah like I didn't have anything bad happen but she was yeah. petrified you know what I mean like it didn't really bother me like I heard it I was like damn I said I'm the devil I've never heard that before uh it. I, it kind of, I had a kind of creepy feeling when I first listened to it and heard it when I was home. I, I listened to it and I heard this, like, I'm the devil. I'm like, holy shit, this is I'm the devil. And I was like, yeah, I've never heard that before. That was different, you know? And, um, yeah. but I had a really it's weird feeling after I listened it. to it because I'm, I'm here alone by myself and I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's kind of creepy. But, uh, yeah, I've never seen, I, you know, like I said, I've been a part of a lot of shit and I've never seen like demonic possession of it. Not to say that it's not real. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's real or it's not. I've never experienced it. As a paranormal investigator, yeah. you know, people say... As you know, a human being, I cannot confirm nor deny. Yeah, I can't deny exist. it, but I can't confirm it myself because I've never seen it. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, that it's real. And I've seen plenty of videos of people doing makeshift exorcisms and, you know, makeshift exorcisms and... uh that, but I didn't see anything supernatural that, going on. Like, if it's the devil, I'm suggest I'm I'm thinking something supernatural is going to be going on. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. going to be some things no, moving I'm around. No, I'm totally with you. There's going to be some people levitating. You know, I want to see this kind of stuff. I mean, I, I think it would be amazing to see. I've never seen it, but I'm you know some people say you know you can one day maybe you're going to see it. You know what I mean? Well, I'm. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I'm hoping to see it. You know, the closest thing that I ever got to like something feeling negative was the one time in my life that I had the sleep paralysis. And I told you about that, I believe. It was strange because that too plays off your fears. Whatever shows itself to people during sleep paralysis in that like in between state. It plays on your fears. It plays on your insecurities. It plays on the parts of you that don't feel good. Like you don't feel secure in something. And for me, it was because I had to really like crack the whip on my teenage stepson 
And I had to like put my foot down as a mother because like his biological mother's not in the picture. And it kind of bothered me because I felt like I was just being too hard on him. And that night I had this weird dream type thing where he had come into the room and tried to choke me. And then but you were, like, you were actually dreaming or you it was a, a sleep I was paralysis? Dreaming that, I was dreaming that part. I know I was dreaming that part because once I did wake up, I went and checked and I made sure he was still asleep. But then I woke up because, you know, you make yourself wake up. And then I saw this giant shadow person. It was literally like as tall as my closet doors. And I was just standing right by my closet door. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And I could feel that fear that it was wanting me to feel. And I've learned enough. And I mean, I'm literally a nerd for paranormal things because whenever you have things happen your whole life, you kind of turn into one. And I knew that it wanted to play on my fears at that point. And I realized what was going on and I decided, no, I'm not going to let this freak me out the way that it's trying to make me feel to freak out like that. And so I did that, that whole like wiggle your big toe type kind of thing. And it did really help a lot because it helped me get from the spot of this thing that was standing right there to realizing, okay, you can make yourself wake up all the way. And I did make myself wake up all the way. And as soon as I did, I jumped out of bed, ran to my son's room, made sure he was still asleep because it felt very real. And the next day I sat down with him and I talked to him about it. And I told him, hey, apparently I'm feeling very insecure about disciplining you and I don't want to feel that way anymore so I just want to let you know that I'm doing this because I love you and sometimes it's very hard as a parent to you know crack the whip on your kid and make sure that you're being that hard-ass parent sometimes because you have to on occasion and you know all that guilt left me so you know maybe it was there to treat like to teach me a lesson or something, but I did learn a lesson and I learned to be more open and honest with my kids about how I feel about disciplining them and things. So I don't really take it as like a negative experience. I could have, you know, if I would have woken up and been like, Oh my God, that was so scary. Instead of the way that I took it, then of course, you know, it would feel like, oh, that was, you know, the sleep paralysis demon or whatever. Yeah. But... <laughs> I had it happen to me before. Um, I, I heard, always heard people talking about sleep paralysis and this uh, witch on your back or whatever, you know. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so, you know, one one morning, it was totally weird. Um, I was laying in bed and... Um, I was having this dream that something was choking me and I tried to wake up and it, 
something had my head buried in the pillow like it was choking me and i freaking mm-hmm. jumped up with like all i had and sat up and i'm like what the mother boop was that you know what yeah. i mean i'm like this is weird you know um i i could i couldn't explain it it was totally strange it um, gets your heart pumping it really does yeah but i, I definitely I, think something paranormal was attached to it because you know the door my bedroom door kept opening up throughout the night and uh, it happened like three times actually and yeah. she asked my wife was like, Did you open that door she's like no my daughter was a baby there's no way she uh she could have did it you know and um I, I just couldn't explain it and i'm like that was weird like it felt like someone had my head like pinned into the pillow with their hands around my neck and that's exactly what i was kind of dreaming but you know your mind can perceive a lot of stuff and mine's pretty powerful i mean it, it can do some really weird stuff to you you know what i mean so mm-hmm. was i dreaming <sighs> man I, I don't know it, it's still one i'm still i thinking it was paranormal but then i'm not i'm you know i was on as an investigator you're you're trying to weigh all the options to it you know what i mean like was it paranormal wasn't it a paranormal i don't know what the hell it was really but it was weird i knew that uh, i was freaked out by it a little bit i'm like i hope this well, doesn't yeah. happen all the time because this is freaky as all hell you know so mm-hmm. but i agree it's different you know when something like that happens you're just you're trying to give yourself a logical explanation your brain is always trying to give you some kind of logical explanation to what's really going on you know so you're just like did that did i really experience that am i dreaming it you're always second guessing yourself or do i have sleep apnea (laughs) yeah it's like you're always second guessing yourself when something paranormal happens even when i've seen shadow figures and stuff you know I've, i've seen four different occasions and you know every time i see them i'm like did i really see that yeah you know, I'm like, i had that moment the other day it's, it's freaky yeah i uh i was getting ready for work in the morning and i mean i told you about the voice that happened when i had the door cracked and it was like hello like not even six o'clock in the morning and i thought it was my boyfriend it wasn't um spoiler alert it was not my boyfriend <laughs> but <laughs> then the other day, another day, uh, not that same day, I glanced like in the mirror and I saw this shadowy thing, like just cross in front of a light of, I have, you remember those lamps that you can just touch and it's that like the electricity that like flow to your fingers? I don't know what it's called. But it's got like the gas in it. I'll have to show you whenever you guys get here. But what, it's a lamp. It. What do you mean, a lava lamp? No, um, God, it looks like it's got like lightning all the way through it all the time. You touch oh, it, you're talking about the the globe? Yeah, except mine is a swirly thing, and I treasure this thing. I have somehow kept it intact and still working since I was a child. It's an accomplishment, honestly. <laughs> but I saw this little shadowy thing go right past it. I'm like, did I just see that? Or oh, you're breaking up on me. Still? Oh, yep. can you hear me okay? Yep, you're breaking up there. Okay. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, shoot. 
So I saw this thing and I was like, did I just see that or did I, or am I like just really tired or what? No, I, I truly believe that there's something that just like cross right by it, but it happens sometimes. I mean, my, my teenager, I asked him the other day, I said, you know, if you experience anything in this house that truly is out of the norm because by now we know the sounds of the house you know we know what this what the pipes sound like whenever you're running water we know what you know the settling kind of cracks and pops in the house sound like i was like if you hear or see anything that's like eh, that's definitely not normal feel free to let me know and uh he's like well at night, whenever I stay up in the middle of the night, you know, whenever I'm not allowed to, um, I see these things like just real quick in my peripheral vision. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it's, you know, not super abnormal actually, but thank you for letting me know. <laughs> I'll tell Honestly, you. like, I just don't even, I don't even really let it bother me anymore. Sometimes whenever the atmosphere changes, it does feel uncomfortable and you're like, oh, I don't really want to be alone in here right now. But, you know, other than that, you hear like the, the occasional like thump in the middle of the night and you think it's the baby falling out of bed again and it's not. And um, I, I'm really happy whenever that sound is not him falling out of bed because I would really rather it be a ghost than my baby falling out of bed. Because that breaks my heart whenever he falls out of bed. Well, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and then, you know, the typical, like, creaking on the stairs every once in a while. It's not like some places where you get, like, a step, 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 step up the stairs. It's just, like, that creak. Because it's a rental house. And whenever they put the flooring on the stairs, they probably did it as quick as they could. And, oh, yeah, I wrote this down this morning because I wanted to remember it. Uh, it was probably two or three days ago. I was in the kitchen making my coffee in the morning. And, you know, I brought, like, my coffee from one end of the kitchen to the other because I was also making my breakfast and stuff. And something like falls off the top of the cabinets. And I thought maybe it's because I shut the uh, microwave. But in the mornings, I shut the microwave very carefully because I don't want to wake up the baby who sleeps as lightly as I do sometimes. And it, I never figured out what fell off of the cabinet. I have looked through this little basket that I have there with like uh, vitamins and stuff. I looked all through that. I tore it apart looking for something out of the ordinary that would have fallen off of there. Nothing. I clean my house religiously. So if there was something that fell, I would see it. And I still haven't figured out what fell off the freaking cabinets. Sometimes they're like, like phantom a... noises. You know, there's sometimes they're like phantom but I noises. I saw it. You know. But I saw something actually physically fall and I heard it clink on the counter and then I can't find it. 
Mm, that's weird. It's the strangest little weird thing. And then this get- morning, I told you about this morning where I heard that marble dropping sound again. That's really weird. That's a really weird sound. It's the weirdest, like, I want to call it like a, like a phantom sound right now because like you don't know where it's coming from that I've ever heard. And I've heard a lot of sounds in my life, but that's a new one. I mean, literally the first time that we heard it, we cracked up laughing because my boyfriend and I were just standing um, by the like, oh goodness, like where the dining room would meet the kitchen basically. And it's no big concept house, you know, the dining room and living room and kitchen, they all kind of just like mesh into one big room now. But we were standing close to there and we heard it and it just cracked us up because it was like, huh, that's new. We've never heard that before. They're getting creative on us. You know, but that's kind of just how it is now. And I think over time you just learn how to learn how to cope how with, to it. with it. Yeah. yeah. And you don't let it freak you out. Yes, there are times that your heart gets pounding really hard and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> that, yeah. that got me. That one got me. That was a good one, guys. You know, like yeah. that hello first thing in the morning. You're yeah, not like, expecting a breathy hello right in your bathroom doorway while you're doing your hair in the morning. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. You're like <laughs> brushing your teeth or something. You're like, hello. You're like, what the? Yeah, oh I mean, I'd say when so... one time I was in my house, I was brushing my teeth and I was kind of like looking down and I swear to God, I thought my wife walked behind me and I turned around real quick and I'm like, Hey, she was in the bedroom. I was like, Hey, did you, did you have to walk right by real quick? She's like, no. I was like, all right, that was weird. I thought I seen feet, you know, like, it was, mm-hmm. I said, maybe I'm half asleep or something. I don't know, but it looked like a pair of feet. But uh, it was weird. And uh, I don't know. I've had it happen twice with her like that. One time, you know, my daughter dances uh, when she was young, danced at a dance studio for since she was four years old till she was 21. So uh, oh, nice. we used to go up and do stuff at their dance studio and stuff like that. So they said that, hey, we think this place is haunted. Because the lady next door had passed away in the store and, uh, you know, they thought maybe there was stuff going on. So me and my wife were doing some stuff in there one, uh, you know, doing uh, some stuff for the dance recital thing. And I was in the far back and my wife said, can you vacuum that floor back there? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. So I was vacuuming the floor and I heard a woman, like a disembodied voice, like really loud say, I'm sorry. I freaking turned around. I thought it was my wife, oh. and I turned around, and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" That's her heart. And I thought it my wife went my by me, and there's there's a bathroom, you know, that goes. You have to walk by me to get to the bathroom. And I thought, ah, maybe she went to the bathroom. So I walked over to the bathroom, and she wasn't there. And I'm like, "What the hell?" So I 
I turned around, I walked back up to the front, and I'm like, hey. So, yeah, I was like, were you were you just back here? She's like, no. I was like, you weren't back here at all. She, I said, you never walked by and said, I'm sorry, or something like that. She's like, no. I'm like, I said, holy shit, I heard that lady. She said, what? I said, I heard her. Because uh, they said that they thought it was a woman, and I was like, I heard a woman say, I'm sorry, like, loud over the vacuum cleaner, like, said it very loud, like, I'm sorry, and I'm wow. like, whoa. I was that like, is it's, really loud. It actually startled me because I, I turned around, and I was like, damn, woman, you scared the hell out of me. I thought it was my wife, and, I, and she wasn't there, and I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. And I walked out, and I'm looking in the bathroom, like, oh, she's not there. I said, There's no way she got by me that quick, and I went up front, I'm like, were you back here? She's like, no. I'm like, well, I think the place is haunted. She's wise because I definitely heard a woman say, I'm sorry, like crystal clear, like loud over the vacuum cleaner. And I'm like, that's got to be pretty loud. Apology. Yeah. Yeah. I, I come to find out that there was a, a, actually, it was just on the news in Pennsylvania. A woman was murdered there uh, by uh, her husband. I don't have the news. I just have streaming services. So. Yeah, the, I, we were watching the news, and matter of fact, it, it happened um, man, like 25 years ago. This guy was facing the death penalty, and now he's going up for retrial. We seen it on TV. I was like, and it was weird because we were, we were talking about it the other day, and it popped up on the TV that he was going for a retrial. And I'm like, holy shit, there's that case. There's the case. We were, <laughs> we were just talking about that case. You know, I'm like, wow, this is totally weird. Such wow. a weird moment, you know? Yeah, no, it, it synchronicity. Yeah, like the, well, it that's what the paranormal the stuff is. You know, it's totally yeah. weird. It's unpredictable. You really don't understand it. Like it's, it's just a, it's a it's pseudoscience that, that like makes you, you like know, fall in love with it. Is that like you can't explain it and that you don't understand it, and you're like, but I want to understand it, and that's what. God, which one of you was like? It's like a drug addiction or something. It's like a drug where you're like. You're, you're chasing it all the time. You're chasing that high. <laughs> it's true. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you, once you experience something really paranormal, um, Oh yeah. It's, it changes your life. Really. It really does. It really, it, it's changed mine. Same. It, it really has. It, it's changed what I believed and, yeah, you know, I I don't know. A lot of people ask me, do I think there's life after death and this and that? And uh, uh, yeah. I I think there is. I, I you know I was on the fence about it. Me and Sergeant went back and forth with it, and uh, before, and I was just like, ah, you know, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I was just kind of contradicting myself because I didn't want to believe it, but then I did kind of believe it, and I'm like. I'm definitely pushing toward there is something else after you die, without a doubt, because I've caught just too much stuff, uh, audibly seen too much stuff that I really can't explain. And uh, to what level it is, I really don't know. I know there's something else out there because voices just don't pop out of thin air and you can't see a body. You know, I mean, I think it's amazing that they're still able to produce a voice when there's no body there to produce the voice anymore. Um, I that's, love it. <laughs> it's using some kind of sound waves, you know what I mean? Some, yeah, some way, somehow they're able to manipulate sound waves and, and use it to talk like with the ghost box and, and, you know, these my devices they're making that I have in my room, yeah. for instance, like, it, it, 
does the same thing as a ghost box basically is it gives them that that like constant noise sweep that makes it easier for them to manipulate it and like the woman's voice that i've heard it's always within the white noise but is definitely a voice of a woman and i've been able to make out words like out loud and this is not a ghost box it is a white noise machine off of amazon it play and i have it on the you said you heard water i have it on the thunderstorm one because thunderstorms calm me down and well allegedly you know apparently allegedly during thunderstorms you know lightning produces uh you know ionizes the air the thunderstorms you you know this stuff ionizes the air, which increases mm-hmm. paranormal activity. Allegedly, um, I've been I've been investigated places, and you know I've had thunderstorms happen. Well, we didn't have anything happen, and just like moon phases, they say moon phases. I was able to investigate a house for years and years, and I can tell you that moon phases never really affected anything no. that I seen, and I documented it because I was so curious about moon phases. Um, with activity, with paranormal activity, a full moon, you get all this activity. Sometimes we investigated a full moon and we didn't get anything happen. And then other times we had a full moon, we had things happen. Uh, a waxing moon, we had things happen. Then no. at another waxing moon, nothing happened. You know, so it was just, there was no rhyme or reason to why it happened. It just happens. When it happens, it happens. There's no explanation exactly. for it. People want to try right. to give an explanation for it, but there are none. No, there are no. None. and you know, I've I've tried to pay attention to the activity that we have here specifically in that regard because why not? I mean, it happens every day anyway. So why not see like, hey, if there's inclement weather, you know, does it happen more or less? Or like is it just like constant? And from my experience so far, they really do like the inclement weather. I'm not saying that there's, you know, a massive spike in activity during inclement weather. Um, but I did notice that we hear that, um, that marble dropping sound a lot whenever there's inclement weather. And I caught that little mama voice behind me whenever it was um, raining on Monday and you know since I bought the voice recorder I've been trying to have it running like whenever I'm just sitting somewhere in the house and just listen over it and see if there's anything you know because like you've said plenty of times it's like sometimes they speak below the human hearing range and you know these things pick that up oh so, yeah they do i put them on a spectrum I mean, plenty of times yeah, if you're living in haunted house you might as well like you know try to you know figure something out i know what what i've I mean, been able to figure funny. out i know what i've been able to figure out with evps and stuff is a lot of them come in below 20 hertz which is well well below the human hearing range and anything from 20 hertz and below is 
below the human hearing range. Animals can hear on it, but humans can't. Uh, yeah. So you put it on a spectrogram, you isolate the EVP, and it's below 20 hertz. Now, in a lot of investigations, like the one we just did at Franklin House Tavern, you know, we called so cool. we called EVPs that we didn't hear. Now we heard a bunch of them out loud, which are disembodied voices, which are totally freaking awesome. I love when we when that happens. And we call a lot of them there, but we call a lot of them as well that weren't. We didn't hear them. They, you know, we we heard we captured them, but we didn't hear them out loud. And usually, I'm pretty good at hearing EVPs when I'm plugged in. And uh, the one that said your name, right? Yeah, one of them said my name. I'd never even heard it. Yeah, that that was crazy. I mean, yeah, I didn't but have they, headphones whenever I was listening to it. But I cranked the radio in the truck all the way up, and I'm like, "Oh my!" You hear God. it. You hear it. It yeah. definitely says my full yeah. name, and I'm just like, "How the hell did that thing know my full name?" And uh, the rumble of a tractor trailer. I heard it. Yeah, and you know they use reverberal noises too, like uh, uh, you moving your jacket around, or moving a chair around, or a car going by. Now, when I did an investigation with with Taps with uh, Jason and Steve. Now, Steve said it was a uh, some kind of audio paradelia stuff or something, and I disagree. And I have every right to disagree because some of the stuff that I've heard, you know, he's like, well, that's just your your brain making it out that it's, you know, Steve's, Steve's real scientific when it comes to, like, investigating and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's, like, I mean, trying to give you a... It happen sometimes, but, yeah. you know, sometimes it's not that. Yeah, like, I've heard cars go by. And you hear that shoo when it goes by, and then after it goes by a distance, you'll hear a voice come in behind that, like "hello," or you know, saying saying something. You know, I had to say people's names, and I'm just like that. And I've heard many cars go by before, and it didn't do it. Why did it do it on that one car that went by? You know what I mean? It was certain noises that they're able to use that reverberal sound to communicate, and they do it. I don't, and I don't care what anybody says because. I know for a fact they do it because I've caught it on, I don't know how many EVPs. I have I have hundreds of EVPs for over 20 years of investigating. Um, I mean, I have my freaking hard drive. Carl's jacket. Full, right. Yeah. The prime example, that with Carl's jacket moving around, you hear a voice with him just moving around. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, people want to say that it's not a ghost. It's not an EVP, but it is. They're using that voice, that reverberal noise to talk, without a doubt. They're definitely using it. And prime example, I had a friend that died. He died on the, uh, he died at the dentist. This is really weird. He had some kind of weird reaction to the, uh, yeah. He died at the dentist. Uh, He had some kind of weird reaction to uh, the stuff that, they gas you up with or whatever. I guess that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he died and uh, they had to give him, they had to actually bring his ass back with CPR and everything. He freaking died, but he actually came out of his body. He said, dude, I had an out of body experience. He said, you definitely, there's definitely, you definitely live on after you die. He said, he said, I seen myself laying on that table. He said, I seen all these people working on me. To bring me back they were doing cpr he said i seen the doctor doing the cpr he said i seen the woman across the the room 
she was shouting something. He didn't hear the words, but he's seen sound waves coming out of her mouth, which makes a lot of sense. To me, it makes a lot of sense because that means and that he saw the sound he waves. Saw the sound waves. He didn't hear them. He's seen them. So that started making wow. a little sense. You know, I'm like, oh, okay, so you, you had an out-of-body experience. You were dead. You were. He was clinically dead. Yeah, um, yeah. They brought, his heart experience. stopped. He, he I don't want to ever have one, but I, I love them. Yeah, he went, into, he went into a cardiac arrest and his heart stopped. He was not breathing. He was dead. They revived him. And uh, when he came out of it, the doctor said, uh, he came out of it and, and he thanked the doctor. The doctor said, how do you, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, I seen you guys working on me when I was when I died. And they're like, how did you know you were dead? He's like, we didn't tell anybody you died. He goes, well, I seen you giving me CPR, and I seen her across the room shouting out something. He said, I couldn't make out what she was saying, but she was shouting out something. And you guys uh, shocked my shocked him. You know, they shocked his heart and all that stuff, and, you know, to, to get his heart in, in a rhythm again. And uh, it, it's crazy. The, the story he told me was amazing. I was just like, wow. He's like, yeah, man, it really happened. He said, there's something else amazing. after you die. Definitely. I mean, it's I terrifying, like, but also... Yeah. That's amazing, and I love hearing people's out-of-body experiences and, like, their near-death experiences, and like I said, I don't want to ever experience it myself. Like, whenever I go, I just want to go. Yeah, I almost had an out-of-body experience in that house in Newcastle. I almost shit my pants (laughs) when that ghost said something in my ear. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, holy shit. I was like, man, I almost shit myself. I was like, oh, my God. I couldn't get well, out of that fear bathroom. Farting. I could not get out of that farting. bathroom fast enough. I was like, get the hell out of here, dude. Oh my God. Yes. I totally <laughs> speaking agree. of that case, is uh, that anniversary of their their daughter passing away uh, just came up uh, oh, Wednesday. Uh, that made me cry. I, I, yeah. I, I, I bawled that, like a baby. That's one case that's um, pretty devastated me over the years of, of that happening. Uh, I never thought that would happen. Um, and it did. It's uh, it's uh, it's something that changes you. I stopped investigating for about two years after that. And uh, I'm just now getting back into it. for the. This is my first year back since that happened. And uh, very difficult uh, case to to do when a little girl dies like that i'm gonna have them on the show uh it's probably gonna be a pretty emotional show but um yeah they they're really really good people and and to have that happen is uh, it's such a tragic thing i mean it's whatever was in the house was definitely taking its toll on her and she definitely she had a heart disease you know heart uh, she had a heart issue but they didn't know about it and I'm thinking whatever was in the house definitely skip was it was scaring her on a regular. Uh, they had called me a couple times. Yeah, they had called me a couple times, and you know the lights are going on and off, and I was just like, just get the hell out of there, get get to get out of there, you know, like get the hell out of there. Then when we investigated, you know, we're hearing this, I'll kill his kids stuff, and it's just something that you know, I've never heard anything like that before in a case where something said it was going to kill somebody in a house. You know what I mean, like. Never heard a ghost say I was going to kill someone, and for that to happen, it was really, it was kind of unnerving a little bit. And and the things that we had happen to us were, were amazing. 
it was amazing, but it was scary in the same token. You know what I mean? Like Carl got pulled back in the chair. I heard that creepy voice in my ear while I was taking a leak. You know, it's just, it's, it's amazing, but it's in the same token. It's really scary that yeah. these, this thing could isolate you the way it did. Like it liked to get you alone. Like it liked to get you alone and it liked to scare you. Like it got to kick it. That's the feeling I got. Like it got a kick out of scaring you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it really liked to scare you. And, um, uh, after that incident happened to me, I just made sure that all my investigators, I said, when you go upstairs or you're anywhere in the house, you have somebody with you. Don't be alone. And they're like, why? I said, just trust me. Don't be alone in the house. If you're going to break down the equipment, two of you stay together. And uh, that's what they did. And I explained to them the next day, uh, you know, what really happened. And, and they were like, yeah, I don't know why you didn't go back upstairs. I said, I didn't go back upstairs because I was a little shook up behind what happened. Like, I never had that happen before. Uh, and I've been experienced a lot of things, but, you know, to have something like that, it was personal. You know what I mean? Like, it was, I'm taking a leap. You know what I mean? Like, I'm in my own little my private, private space, space here. You know what I mean? Get like, out of my bubble. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, this is uh, this is getting a little personal, you know? Like, it didn't want us there, for sure. And, uh yeah. We're actually going back to that case uh, real soon. They want us to come back because now the, the activity is uh, increased. So it's kind of scary. You know, a lot of guys, one guy in the group, you know, he said he was never going to go back there. And uh, uh, Ryan, he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going back there. I'm done with going to this house. I'm like, well, you can say that, but I can't say that because this is what I do. And uh, I can't tell somebody I'm not going to come back to your house. Yeah. No matter how worried I am. They deserve it. Like, they deserve, you know, for at least the full attempt to find some sort of answer for them. Because I'm sure that they're hoping that, you know, their daughter will come through and let them know, like, hey, I'm actually okay. And, like, I'm really hoping and praying for that, too, because... I actually think about that a lot now after hearing you talk about it because I have two dollars of my own and I can't even fathom the thought of losing them and you know never really realizing that there was something like detrimentally wrong and that something might have manipulated it and made it worse yeah yeah. So I had a huge guilt. Deserve. I have a huge guilt behind it. Like I still do. I yeah. I'm thinking that oh, maybe we tell. we provoked it or you know what I mean? Like yeah. did I provoke this thing to to do this to you this girl, you know? Survivor's guilt. It's you it's really weird. Guilt. That's what that yeah, is. It's really weird. Yeah. Um just you know, and the and the mother, father, the whole family is they're just terrific people. And uh, for something like that to happen to them, it's it's uh it's, not it's horrible. Fair. It's totally horrible, yeah, and it's totally unfair because they're probably some of the lovingest people I've ever met in my life, and um, for that to happen to them is it's pretty terrible. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's never fair, and it and it doesn't happen, you know, always whenever you want it to happen. You know, I I have a nephew who passed away when he was fifteen months old, and you know they claim it was SIDS, but he still had baby Robitussin in his system whenever he passed away, you know, back whenever it was still on the shelves. 
And oh man, you know, you don't always get answers, and there's really not always a reason why. And you know, it could be that that entity was actually manipulating her physical state, but you know, with the undiagnosed heart condition. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it could have no just one been, knew. You can be scared to death. You know what I mean? You can be scared yes. to death. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. You can. And and you but, can be so sad that you die as well. You know, you yeah. can literally will yourself to death. Like, I have heard stories of people willing themselves to death. And, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't discriminate. It happens to all of us eventually. Oh, yeah. We're and, all going to take that journey. That's for damn And sure. it's always going to break somebody's heart. It's oh, yeah. always going to break somebody's heart. And so it's going to crush somebody and they're, it's going to stick with their soul. I mean, yeah, I it's like, I think, I think I've seen something that Keanu Reeves has said one time. And they said, What do you think about dying? He said, uh, Only thing I know is that the people that love us are going to miss us. That's, that's a yeah. good statement. It's really a good statement because that's, that's, that's about how it is, you yeah. know? It's pretty, uh, I, don't know. I miss my dad all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I miss all the people I've lost. All of them. I hope I'll see him again one day. I'm hoping I see him in a spirit form and say, hey, buddy, it's going to be all right. We're going to party down when you come up here. I'm like, hell yeah. I'm, then I'll be okay. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be okay. But, you know, until that day, I'm still going to be doing what I'm doing. And hopefully, I, I come with find the answer that I'm looking for, you know? Um, yeah. I do it, but you know, I still there's still that unconfirmation for me. You know what I mean? Like, why can't I see my family members? That's I hear a lot of people saying they see theirs, but yeah, I don't really. I've never seen mine, only in a dream. You know, I don't want to see them in a dream. I want to see them while I'm awake. You know what I mean? I want to see them standing there, say everything's gonna be okay, then just disappear, and I'm I'll be I'll be happy with that. I'm waiting. I, I don't think that's how it works unless you have like, you know, some sort of like divine intervention or psychic abilities because not every person comes back as a spirit that can communicate in the physical realm like that. Yeah, I believe you know, that. And that's one of the things that keeps us like, you know, stumped about this kind of stuff. And why is it, you know, one person can... It, Another person can't. Yeah, exactly. There's no rhyme or reason. Nope. Well, Carol, we're going to wrap this up we tonight. Are. We're on our two-hour <laughs> mark to tonight. Two-hour mark. Jesus, yeah. awesome, awesome show. Thank you for coming on, and we're definitely going to have you, you on so again, especially especially after we do the investigation and we come up with some evidence. We'll come on and we'll play the evidence from the investigation, and uh, you can weigh in on the uh, the evidence. And see how yes, you uh, gonna, what you think about it. Hype up these ghosts. You know, hype up these <laughs> is here. I'm gonna be like, hey. look, guys, this is your time to shine. <laughs> I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them like, like a football, like coach pep talk. <laughs> if you want to investigate with us, you can. You can come in on investigation too, if you want. It doesn't really matter to me. You no, know I want to. You know, I would love uh, to. I know you're waiting for that, weren't you? <laughs> I have. I have been like chomping at the bit. I told you, like, <laughs> since I was a kid, I've been chomping at the bit to yep. 
you can do it. You can, like, you can investigate with us. Freaking love it. Awesome. So Absolutely. when we come out to investigate, you can investigate with us. So, no problem. Yeah, send everyone else to the hotel. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming on with me tonight. And uh, can't wait to see you on investigation night. Thank you so much for having me. I will talk to you later. All right, Carol. Uh, hey, we're going to be doing a show tomorrow night, uh, the uh, Saturday night frights. You want to come on, listen to the show, and chime in on some stuff, call in. You can call in too. So, um, oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll probably be off work tomorrow too. So I'll do that. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. You got it. Now we'll uh, see you tomorrow, maybe, if you come on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you then. All right. Have a good night. Have a good night, Carol. Good night. Good night. Well, folks, that's a two-hour mark. That was a great show. Great guest, Carol. Such a great person. Bessie came on the show. We're going to be helping her out with her paranormal issues. And join us tomorrow night for Saturday Night Frights. Chris will be on the show with us. Scott probably be popping in. Maybe Big Sarge popping in. Uh, call-in lines will be open. You want to tell your story about some paranormal stuff you've had, some frightening encounters, call in. We're going to be doing it for two, three, four hours. Who cares? Who It doesn't matter. It's a weekend. What do we got to do? It's going to be nasty weather here on the East Coast. So we're all going to be hunkered down, drinking some coffee, you know, staying up, talking about some ghosts, all that good stuff. So tune in tomorrow night, Saturday Night Frights. And, uh, Let's talk paranormal. Join me next week as well on the Paranormal Journal, Friday nights, 9 p.m., and we're going to have another guest on. I will be interviewing Bill Bean, the exorcist, reverend pastor, cleans houses. Uh, great, great guy. I've known Bill for a lot of years, and he's going to be coming on the show. So I'm going to have to pre-record the show because he doesn't have a smartphone. So the show will be pre-recorded, but... I will be having Bill on the show along with Dr. Barry Taft. So, guys, I will see you tomorrow night for Saturday Night Frights. Have a good weekend, everybody, and tune in tomorrow with us. Night all. The party's over It's time to call it a day They burst your pretty balloon And taken the moon away It's time to wind up The masquerade just make your mind up the piper must be paid the party's over the candles flicker and dim you danced and dreamed through the night it seemed to be right just being with him now you must wake up all dreams must end 
take off your makeup. The party's over. It's all over, my friend.